Let's go. The clock is ticking until the new season begins. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney here tonight with John Hartson, Craig Moore and loads of your calls coming in already 0808 17 17 700 Go Radio Football Show A Celtics Champions League season is over and we're still in July It's the Europa League qualifiers that await FC Jablonic of Czech Republic next Thursday Meantime Rangers are set to sign Manchester United's under 23 midfielder Charlie McCann just two days before the season gets underway and the title defence Back to Europe and Hebs and Aberdeen. They should progress this evening. 5.30 kickoffs. Aberdeen playing, well, where they won the Cup Winners' Cup back in the 80s under Fergie. Fittingly, on the day when a statue of Sir Alex Ferguson is erected at Pataudry. And Hebs are in Andorra. Three up already against Coloma. Yep, plenty to talk about tonight. It's the talking point. Everyone was listening, watching last night. John Hartson, you were yep. you were there. We saw you on with Chris Sutton yep. uh, and with Daryl. Mm. Um, can you believe it? Is it a time for calm for Celtic fans or are they absolutely right to say, what's happening? We're still in July. It's happened yet again. Four in a row, yeah. no Champions League. I think they are right to ask questions in terms of going out to the Champions League again so early. Um, they still have a glimmer, of course. You know, they go to um, Jablonek next week, the Czech Republic. But... I still felt, I don't think Celtic played badly last night. I think there were big moments in, in the game. You know, what 1-0 up, James Forrest went through. All of a sudden, if he scores, it's 2-0. 35 seconds later, he misses and and Michelin equalise. And they were a lot better then. I think they took a little bit of momentum, a bit of confidence into extra time. Celtic looked a bit laboured. They looked, they looked out on their feet, to be honest. They didn't have a lot to bring off the bench. You know, a couple of young kids, if you like. Um, even in the home game, I thought last Tuesday night, Beaton, you know, Beaton gets sent off, absolutely ridiculous sending off. I don't know what he's doing, and then Celtic go a goal up. Edward goes through to make it two 0 you, you know, you you'd put your mortgage on it, yep. Paul, if you had a mortgage. That is, but um, <laughs> you know, and, and all of a sudden, <laughs> and all of a sudden, if he scores, it goes two 0 and and then again, you take a good result away from home. But going back yeah. initially. Ange needs backing. He, he needs he needs a lot of quality play. He don't just need numbers, by the way. Because yeah, there's nothing in the bench, is there? Last night, really, no, no harm to them. No, there's no, nothing there. Nothing of real experience. Or you know, you had Ayeti on the bench. You had well, um, Montgomery. You know, young kid who came on at left back. And no harm to the young players. Yeah, no. But, you know, Ayeti. It's not happened. Craig no. Moore. What did you feel last night? You know, Ange Postecoglou. Well, your fellow countryman. What mm. do you reckon? Were you surprised that they went out? I wasn't, no, and, I, and no. I'll be honest, because for me it's very simple. You fail to prepare, mm. you be prepared to fail. Um, you know, and, and look, that's not it's not on Ange. I think that that's been the clear message throughout. Yep. You know, everyone's speaking about, it, but it's just that that lack of preparation uh, in terms of you know what the strategy is. We kind of all know what the problems are for Celtic in terms of you know identifying a talent. That signing process, these things taking too long, players not getting in in time for the you know for the big games. But what's the solution moving forward? You know, for me, being the head coach at Celtic Football Club or at Rangers, for example, is twenty four seven. It's hard work. You know, you you, you get a defeat last night, you're knocked out, um, you you fly back in, and straight away you're under the cosh. Media want to know. There's interviews here, interviews there. Mm. Who is actually then able to plan in terms of what the direction? looks like for that team moving forward, the club. 
I agree, John. We, we, we spoke off air in terms of Ange will have a big influence in terms of the targets. Yeah. Right? But it's not then his job to then go and negotiate and, and, yeah. and invest all that mm. time and effort into getting the deal done. Nope. What is happening at Celtic on that front for me is, is still unknown. Well, I think they took too long initially over Eddie how they, they thought in you know, Paul how many shows did we do where everybody was going, mm. he's getting announced tomorrow, by the way, you know, let's and I was like, Oh, let's not get excited, you know, until until, sure. until deals are done. I've learned over the years you can't get too excited just yep. by speculation and yep. hearsay. But then when they don't get um Eddie Howe as manager, then a couple of weeks later it's Ange uh Postacoglu. Yep. And then since he's come in, the work should have been done before he's come in, really, in terms of the head of head of recruitment. Do you think he's surprised at how little was ready for him? Well, he said himself. Yep. He said himself now that he's going to he's going to step up in terms of mm-hmm. he hasn't done enough in terms of putting pressure on his own board in terms of getting the players that he wants in. So now it's time out of the Champions mm-hmm. League, first game of the season, by the way. Uh, this yep. weekend, which he's got hardly any time to prepare. Hopefully, he'll, he'll have another central defender here. But I think in in maybe a month or six weeks' times, six weeks' time, things will look a little bit brighter for Celtic. I think there will be players in the door, and we need quality players. We don't just need numbers. There's eight numbers sat on the bench last night, <laughs> but yep. we don't. Yeah. You need quality. You need yeah. the per, you need the the person, the people that have got the right mentality to come and play mm. for Celtic. They need to be winners. They need to be a little bit, little bit of experience mm. to come straight into the team. By the way, they can't just just come as a squad player. We need yep. players to come into the team and make us competitive again. The Go Radio listeners want to know, John, what you think of Edward last night. It's really easy to say, oh, I didn't look up for it enough or whatever. I want to come back to you on that. What did you think of Edward last night as one of the great Celtic strikers yourself? Craig, for you, what did you think of And what are Rangers saying? Are they just enjoying it? You know, they must just be sitting back saying, you know, pre-season has gone brilliantly for them. They beat Real Madrid, but we know that's pre-season. But in two days' time, it's the league campaign is underway. 0808 17 17 700. Craig Moore, the Rangers legend. John Hartson, the Celtic favourite is with us Sean one of our favourites is on from Garthamlock Sean a Rangers fan Sean are you enjoying it or uh, what do you reckon how are you this evening I'm, I'm a very happy Rangers fan I'm looking forward to the season getting into the league hopefully qualify for the Champions League get a good run in the Scottish Cup the League Cup I'm, I'm buzzing for the season obviously uh, John will probably not be buzzing but I'm looking forward to the season what about the coefficient Sean <laughs> what about the co- Rangers have done a lot for it Celtic over the years but you know this isn't good news um, for a couple okay. of years time I definitely know I see these uh, lots of times on the show I'm one of the fans that want every team in Scotland to at least get to the group stage. It's very rare it happens. It's usually a event to Rangers and Celtic. Yeah. I want Ab- Aberdeen, Hibs, St Johnston to beat Galatasaray. I want teams to get to the group stage. Here's the Aberdeen team tonight, Sean. It's Lewis, Ramsey, McCrory, Considine, Hayes, Brown, the captain, Ferguson, Ojo, Hedges, Emmanuel Thomas, Ramirez, that's a strong team, isn't it? And I'll give you the Hibs team because they kick off in 20 minutes. Hibs, it's Macy and Goals, McGinn, Porteous, Hanlon, Doig, Gogic, Doyle Hayes, McGinnis, Campbell, Boyle and Nisbet. Two really strong teams. But Sean, you want to talk about Rangers? Oh, yeah, definitely. I want to talk about Rangers. I'm, I'm confident for Saturday. Uh, I'm, I'm confident for the league. I think we'll have it again. Um, 
And to be honest, I'm tight. I actually think Hearts could do something on Saturday. I think Celtic. See Hearts, see if Hearts come up on Saturday. Hearts have got the three points. What, by turning up against Celtic? <laughs> Sean, you're on it a bit early tonight. Come on. <laughs> Sean, Sean, I, sh- I certainly think the Hearts can get at the, the Celtic back four. Uh, the way it, the way it stands now, you know, and Murray actually didn't do too bad last mm. night. I I felt, mm. um, <clears throat> but you know, I just think that is, is a very lack of um, game time in there between them. The average age of that back four is twenty one. The goalkeeper at them in the situation is like we, I'm guessing uh, Bain. He went with Bain last night, and a couple of weeks before that, he's gone with Barkas and. Nobody really knows who, who is his number one, but certainly Celtic need a new goalkeeper. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, if your hearts, you're thinking, the Celtic back four, it looks very flaky. Mm. You know, we can get at them. I think the big thing uh, as well, John, especially being at home uh, is very important. And knowing the way after watching Celtic play a few, I already knew the way that they were going to, you know, Ange wants to build up from the back. He seems if he's going to stick with that, I'll tell you, stick with that. Right, so if you can go and, and apply pressure and start to force errors early doors, then you know you will get opportunities. And and as we've seen, you know, especially even in the, the Celtic game, like the, the 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 big moments. If if you can make those big moments count, mm. Hearts might be well organised, uh, and you know have a good couple of opportunities just from a good forward press, mistakes, and all of a sudden you know, you're a goal or or two goals up, and then mm. you go well, you know, are Celtic in a position mentally? Now mm-hmm. to, to to chase down a lead like that, but I mean, it's how you start the game. Will they be tired after the 120 minutes last night? Will uh, that I affect think, them? No, I think they were. They were look. They looked tired last mm. night. They they looked as if they needed, um, they needed guys off the bench to come on. But yeah. I think Angie's looking at it, thinking, oh, you know, one or two of my players are looking tired, but mm. I've not really got anything of. Might ch- might not change it, you know. So that's why I don't think he made a lot of changes anyway during the ninety minutes. Considering what yeah. they made, I think they made four or five. Yeah. Yeah. They looked a lot fresher going into going into the extra time period. A big physical team. Starfelt, will he be in for the weekend? We know he's here now. Will he be? Yeah, fit? I believe he gets into yeah. the country within the next two days, mm. and he, he'd have a. He'd be apparently he's been doing a little bit of work. He's Swedish international, twenty six years of age. You know, he's uh, Ruben Kazan. Not easy playing in Russia, as you know. It's difficult. It's a tough league. Um, so he's a good signing. I think he's just over four million pounds, and yep. he'll bring that little bit of solidity to a back four, which is very much needed right now for Celtic. Back to Rangers for Sean yep. and uh, for half the audience, Craig. What about Fashion Sakala? He's a great pre-season, and Cedric Itan as well. Sean, you must have been impressed by them against uh, Real Madrid. Uh, to be honest, I didn't watch it. To be honest, I was in the pub, so I didn't watch it, so I can't comment on it. And I'm not a big fan of friendlies, yeah. yeah. but I'll, I'll take that anyway. But to be honest, I, I'm looking forward to it Saturday. And see this one, I've heard wee rumours, I don't know if you can make um, clear up for me. There's rumours going around Fredo Morales is back in the UK, down in London, then there's rumours he's still in um, Colombia. C- can you say where he is? Is he in Colombia? Is he in London? Or... Where is it? So we've been asking as many taxi drivers as we can, but we don't know for <laughs> don't sure. Know. Uh, so we are trying to find out for you, though. This happened last year as well. Morellas, is he? Is and he? Is he going? To, are we going to see him back? Ah, look, I mean, I think you know, Stephen Gerrard has, has come out himself and he's like, kind of look. Yeah. People always want to talk about Morelos. Yeah. He'll, he'll be back when he's back. Although that, I felt that was a little bit strange, you know, like yeah. in terms of you, you should know when your players are coming back, yeah. <laughs> but I, I think with and and what condition does he come back in? Look, I mean, whether or not he's going to continue 
uh, at Rangers. Um, he needs to be fit and healthy because then obviously that's going to be something well, that will benefit terms, Rangers for moving yeah, on. In terms of him coming back for Rangers and going missing and not being back, it's not just for Rangers, it's just for himself. And if he was going to move on from other clubs mm-hmm. and be looking at this thinking... Yeah, you know, we liked him. We finished the season pretty strong. strong. Rangers had a great season. Mm-hmm. Morales did ever so well. Mm-hmm. Seemed to get it all together again. Is the lack of, you know, mm-hmm. discipline and didn't get sent off, you know, as much. As much. Um, so, all of a sudden, what type of boy are we signing here? Yeah. But I, I, so, it'll go against him personally, the way yeah. that he's acting anyway, won't but, it? But I think that kind of, unfortunately, mm. had already been there for Morales, you know, in terms of... You know, letting the team down at times, and who's yes, yes, he him, improved. Who, who's guiding him? Who's, who's giving him advice? Yeah, well, again, if you're his a... agent, if you're his his mate, even say, get yourself back. Yeah, you're yeah. paid. You're a professional footballer. That's your job. But he's yeah. a very individual personality, isn't he? And we've seen that, and maybe that's part of his magic. But they're not hammering down the door to sign him. Well, I think no. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I think what Rangers, unfortunately, <clears throat> because there's been a lot of noise elsewhere. Mm. You know, they've had to, uh, or oh, they've had had their games. Fashion Sakala come in, scored mm. on his debut. You know how yeah. important that is, John, yeah. to score on your mm-hmm. debut uh, for a striker to get up and running. Mm. Very, very important. Itton uh, has come off the bench in, in two of the pre-season, pre-season mm. friendly, scored against Arsenal, scored against uh, Real Madrid. So again, you know, if Morelos, you, you, you cannot be um, that focused on one player. It's, a, it's, a, it's about the team, yeah. it's about the club. And, and, you know, someone like it to maybe looks and thinks, there's an opportunity for me. So he's putting himself in the best possible position uh, to, to be starting football matches by scoring goals. And Morelos, like, so I, I don't comment too much on it because I don't know the situation. Yeah. I don't know who guides him. I don't know whether no. he's got any, a, a local network here on ground that, mm-hmm. that, that supports and helps him. But you're right. I mean, he's a professional footballer, but he could be in discussions uh, behind closed doors uh, about a potential move. We don't know. I don't know that. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard speaking about Sakala in a moment or two. But Sean, we want to hear from Ange Postacoglu as well. The the big story last night is that Celtic went down after extra time 2-1. And we haven't even mentioned one of the, even before the season, it's, it's an amazing goal from oh. Callum McGregor. And Sean, oh, that, that was wasn't a great it? Goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a brilliant goal. Yeah, go on. A manager coming in, especially from overseas, I think he needs his own uh, staff in there. I think um, the people that are co- the coaches outside him are the right people for him. I think it needs a full clear at Celtic and have him have his own guys, and then you can judge him if he's manager or no manager. Because if he's not got his own guys, you don't know how much he's actually responsible then. Yeah, but you need, I think any new manager coming to a club. He needs somebody. He needs somebody along with him just to, you know, when you when you get a bad result and you naturally you're feeling a little bit down, somebody just to help you, somebody just to say, look, that wasn't actually too bad. Because as a manager, as Craig said, you're getting you're, it's 24 hours. You're getting agents calling you. You one or two issues with players. You think you're thinking about the formation at the weekend. You're talking to the the sports science. You know the 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 fitness guys. The, the physios to see who's fit for the weekend have we got a full strength team at, you know and you organise the next day's session and I know he likes to be on the training ground yep. but you need somebody alongside you even if he's not the best coach mm-hmm. in the world you just need a buddy somebody you can trust you need a pal somebody mm-hmm. you can certainly trust mm-hmm. if he can coach as well mm-hmm. absolutely but clubs now will bring a coach in John Kennedy's meant to be a very very good coach mm-hmm. But again, John Kennedy is another conversation yeah. for another day. Maybe. And, and this is a bit of a strange one for me as well because I know that Ange 
at this moment in time hasn't brought in his own staff. And I know there's been a lot of speculation about, you know, he's not... From, from, from what I'm led to believe, um, he's able to bring in his own staff. Yeah. He would have to be, wouldn't he? has he? to be. You know, so uh, again, it's a little bit straight. You know, maybe again, I know the way that Ange works and he wants to have a good look first and give everybody the opportunity to prove that, that they, they can be part of uh, of a journey. But this is Celtic Football Club and, and, and you need to make quick decisions because... You've got to you've got to find your groove, and you've got to you've got to find it now. You know there's there's pressure daily, and and one thing that has probably been a little bit different to to what Ange has experienced, um, you know, in Australia and Japan, is that the media will keep going daily uh, here, you know, day in day out, and 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 no rush, and also for the players, the players need to be brave. You touched on mentality, mm. the characteristics that you need to survive at top top clubs. The way that Ange wants to play his football, you need unbelievably mentally strong characters and to good and, 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 and quality and quality. And we touch on a Starfield and how important yeah. he can be because you look at their backline. You know, uh, we, uh, during uh, the game last night, Taylor, Murray, Welsh, uh, Ralston. Mm. Um, that's nowhere near good enough. There's no, there's no leadership in there. Yeah. There's there's a Bain that's come in on the back of poor form from Barkas. There's not a lot of confidence defensively to then allow those attacking players and to go and make a difference. you look at the back four that other managers before him have yeah. had. You you look at it, you know. Well, you the players look, you remember. What about the Brendan Rodgers era? Well, Lustig, Simonovic, yeah. Boyata, who wasn't great on the ball but got better. Mm. A, in bit, time a big favourite of the fans, Brendan. Yeah. Brendan Rodgers liked the players to play out. But also... Yeah. What, what I don't like, and I'm not a manager, I'm not trying to tell Ange how to do his job, I really like him and I really hope that he, he turns it around and the, the board back him because he certainly needs that. Um, he's honest, um, you know, he, he doesn't lose it yet, you know, mm. he doesn't panic in terms of... But I just think that the one thing I'd question at the minute is he's still asking his players to, to play out from the back and they're simply not good enough to play out from Once or twice last night it came off I don't like being dilly-dallying on the ball, doing Cruyff turns. That's nonsense. Whoever told him that looks good, I, I, I really don't know. Just put your foot through it. Yeah. You know, don't become a, like a Bruce Grobler where, you know, he, he did that once or twice, he gets yeah. caught. Just make your saves. If you have to put your foot through it as defenders, Craig knows, yes, he wants you to play out, but you're not good enough to play out. You're not good enough at this level, a European level, to, to you know, when Hadji <laughs> and Morelos is barking down your neck and mm. running at you. You're not going to be able to do that at Ibrox. So why try it against lesser opposition? Just don't do it. But obviously, Ange wants them to play out from the back. That's a great point. That's his style. You've got a point culturally as well, Craig, about how it's different here with the fans. And I very much so. Like I said, I mean, the, the, the patience of fans in Australia yeah, is you don't do really... They applaud and all that. They clap yeah. everything. Yeah. They clap everything. In Japan, they'll clap everything. Uh, whereas here... Yeah. The supporter base, yeah. okay, and just coming out and and I understand because that that's the way he is that he'll he'll take responsibility and and, and the results on me and all those kind of things and that that's okay to to, to say that but the the players um and are not going to get that respite from the supporter base here because when they're seeing mistakes and they're leading to goals or or, or therefore not getting results they're not forgiving that and and all of a sudden I've been through as a player myself here for 12, 15 months trying to prove, trying to work hard yep. every day to, to, to show that you're over. good enough yep. at a football club. And I'll tell you what, it was a tough mental grind and, and and a lot of people wouldn't have got through that. I was fortunate enough to get through that. It's it's so tough mentally. 
Sean, thanks for the call. Speak to you soon. Yeah, buddy, cheers, guys. cheers, quick break, and then we're back. John Hartson, Craig Moore, Paul Cooney. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Go Radio Football Show. We're on Monday to Friday and at the weekend as well. More news on that during the programme. We'll be here on Saturday as the season gets underway and it starts with the champions, Rangers, at home to Livingston. And Craig Moore, how good is it to see the fans coming back now in numbers? Uh, it's fantastic. It was, uh, it was a huge miss, obviously, for the last 12 to 15 months for, for everybody. But to see fans coming back through the gates and, and getting out and watching um, you know their teams, I think it's fantastic. I've managed also to get out and watch a few games at, at lesser levels, but yep. all the same, getting out and watching football, it's brilliant to have the fans back. Uh, hopefully it's going to be an absolutely uh, cracking season as well. Um, a little bit closer would be nice. Uh, you know, I think a competitive league is, is also very, very important for the game, for the development. 25 points for, for which team? You mean Rangers or Celtic? Oh, well, I, I, I was obviously happy last season, but I, I think everybody agrees that it might be a little bit more competitive this season. Although, like I said, Celtic are having their challenges uh, early doors. But as I think a lot of people are saying, uh, that patience uh, and, and, and staying calm is, is probably um, what's going to be important for Celtic moving forward and allowing Ange to, to be able to go and do his business. Going to take a call in a second or two, but we want to hear from the manager last night afterwards. And he was asked about the uh, result. Was it catastrophic? Catastrophic to me means the end. This is far from the end. And you're suggesting that this is a club falling apart and our season's finished. And I don't see it that way. Yeah, it's absolutely disappointing. And Champions League football is, uh, is a priority. But I can't ask any more of the players. They gave everything they could. And now we've got a league campaign starting Saturday and you know, focus shifts to that and, and hopefully getting off to a good start. On the lines now, Stefan has called in to go. Stefan, good evening. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, we're fine. Good, thanks. Yeah, it's uh, but never good to see a Scottish team going out of Europe. The Champions League in July. I remember last year saying with Ferenc Varos early in August, I couldn't believe everyone was talking about 10 in a row and the domestic thing, which is, of course, the domestic mm -hmm. is the bread and butter. But what's happened in this country that people no longer really think that Celtic, who were champions at that point, would have a realistic chance of getting into the Champions League? Mm -hmm. But the expectations have gone down. Now, as it turns out, people were right last mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. How do you feel, Stefan, about it? Um, you know, I, th I think for me it's disappointing would, would be the, the first place to start. Um, but it's it's not surprising, is yeah. what I would say. Is you know, we I, I think we knew um, how difficult it was going to be to, to sort of transition the or to transform the club. Um, you know, since I came in and yeah. and you know get signings through the door, but obviously get COVID as well. You know, we need to take into account the players need to, to sort of isolate and things like that. Yeah. And that's fine. You take that into account. But I think it's just frustrating that the lack of forward planning from the club we know we have these qualifiers every year and for the past four years we always go into them underprepared you know AAC Athens in 2018 uh, Clues in 2019 Ferenc last year and now uh, Mitchell and it's really it's really irritating um, that, that we keep making the same mistakes year after year it, it gets to the point where I, I, I never heard that where you know, keep doing the same thing and getting the same results. Exactly. That's going to change until the, the hierarchy at Celtic, you know, put a plan in place, get players in the door early enough uh, that we can sort of stand a chance in these qualifiers. I'm not, I'm not being big-headed when I say this, but Celtic teams like Athens, Cluj, Ferenc, Varos and Mitchell, and, you know, I'm not saying that to be big-headed. No. I, I believe in Scottish football and I think, you know, we are big enough and, and good enough to, to beat these teams comprehensively, but we always 
Should be, yeah. John Harson. Stefan, do you do you think that the lack of getting a manager in <clears throat> and the whole palaver with not getting Eddie Howe in the door as manager and then he gives Celtic a list? Remember, this was before the Euros. This was literally all summer that Celtic mm. were, you know, hanging yeah. hanging their hat on getting Eddie Howe, and then they would have gone to the manager early in the summer, and this would have been done. It was the fact that they dilly and dallied over a manager and then Ange comes in and the only player up to now that Ange has got in who is available to play is Abada. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's got yep. Starfelt and he's got Furuhashu coming in a couple of weeks' time. But it was the initial plan to get a manager because I think everybody's blaming the board and the board have got to do everything now to back mm-hmm. uh, Ange. But I think they were waiting to get Ange in to ask him to run him by the players that he wanted. But I can't think the life of me that he hasn't given the Celtic board now a list of targets that he wants. And they've got to back him. They've got to back no, him. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on, John. They, mm. You know, they, they have to back him. And, you know, I, I, he's got players like Furuhashi, Carl Starfelt, you know, Abada. Yeah. You know, he's got them in. But I, I think he said that he's going to need about nine or ten. Yeah. Whether or not Celtic mm. are going to give him the funds to do that, is a different story. You know, we've heard stories that Dermot Desmond's going to be more hands-on this summer. I mean, that's great if he's going to, you know, give the money, but I, I don't know if I really want Dermot Desmond controlling the transfers um, in, in that respect because, I, I, you know, I don't know how, <laughs> how good he is there. I think that should be left to something. Stefan, Stefan, we, we, we believe, Stefan, we believe that Edward will leave. Okay? We think mm-hmm. he will leave. He's heavily linked with lots of clubs. All of a sudden, then, we have got Griffiths and... A yeti, yeah, and 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 they've they've not showed up, have they, in preseason in particular? Um, you know, I know we got Furuhashi coming in a month's time, but it's 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 things like this. Is you're absolutely right. It's the forward planning. It's the forward thinking. The fact that there's no centre forward. We knew that Ayer would leave. Mm. We also. Mm. We are, I guess, we half guess that Christie would leave in a similar situation. And he may well Ayer do. May well do, but I think there's talks gone ahead listening to the hearsay and Christie Christie's turned up by the way he's been excellent in the last few games he has really been very very good so to think that that's a question John yeah yeah just about Christie do do you think Christie's turned up this season to to play for a move or do you think he's he's just playing better under a better under a different manager good question because the sceptics say that, John. As soon as you've got the big man silent, yeah, yeah. good question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? Um, you, you could be right. You could be right in terms of. Um, I, I can't believe clubs haven't come in for him, but they wouldn't really come in on the back of the evidence of of his performances last season. And we're mm. going to talk about Edward soon. Edward scored mm. a lot of goals last season, but. Stephen Instagram we're still with you Steph but Stephen Instagram has been on to go saying does Edward look like a man who wants to leave desperately John Hartson what do you think? I think his head's been turned but again you can't be too critical because these players have been outstanding players for Celtic let's let's not forget let's have a bit of perspective let's let's not forget I know it's history and it's gone but Edward has been a magnificent player over the years at this moment in time, he doesn't look at it. He doesn't look sharp. He looks a bit disinterested. And that's the way that Christie was a lot of the time last season. Looked, looked as if his head had been turned. But all of a sudden, this this he's turned up. He's running around. He's covering every blade of grass. 
and he's absolutely magnificent, Stefan. So he's either playing for a new contract or he's even playing to all of a sudden say to other clubs, look, come and get me. Yeah, Craig, but, what do you think? It, no, I just think, uh, again, look, we've both we've both seen it uh, in, our, in our careers in terms of some players uh, dropping tools. And to be fair, they, they, it's a horrible thing to do, you know. Again, in terms of that team environment, um, you know, players know that you're there, but you don't really want to be there, and it can have a real negative impact on the on the squad. Did you ever uh, do that? Did it ever happen to you? Were you ever tempted? Not a to, chance. To down the I wouldn't have thought so. Not but a no. chance. For me, it's like every day you go in to to give your best. Um, you, you compete. Um, you're, you're looking for a position at, at the weekend. Even when I was a regular, it was exactly the same. It was fight day in, day out to try and get that game uh, that wasn't guaranteed the jersey at the end of the, the, the week. And if there was talk or speculation that I might be moving, uh, moving on, which did eventually happen, I knew that, again, the way that you present yourself day to day and week to week when you get the opportunity is what is going to get you the next opportunity. So that's so important as well. He's ready to come over the desk when I said that. I'll tell you, you can see that passion, can you? John, tell Steph, what was it like there when I said, did you ever down the tools? No, not a chance. He wasn't happy. No, I, uh, John, did you ever feel like you know, putting the tools down? No, not at all. I think we weren't allowed to. I think the training, I think the professionalism, the players around me wouldn't allow that to happen. If ever I was I, I was sloppy, you know, I'd, I'd have people like Lenny say, hey, what's the matter with you? You know, you'd have players in there, mates, and... You know, they'd pick you up. They'd, they'd pick you up and make you play a little bit. And obviously, you had a manager like Martin O'Neill who just wouldn't put up for it. Yep. He'd ask you straight out, do you want to be here or not, John? Yep. Do you want to be here? Do you want to be a part of my mm. plan? Do you want to be a part of my team? Mm. Do you want to win with us? Because if you don't, yeah. but tell he, me what I'll do. I'll get back on the phone in a minute sure. to do my down. We'll send mm. you tomorrow. But he had Larson. About. He had Larson, Sutton and Hartson. You know, who have Celtic got just now, Steph? That's what John was asking you a moment ago. For this weekend... If Edward's still here, yeah, uh, and Steph, would you take the twenty million from Brighton? Oh. Listen, I, I think Odson Edward's been a fantastic servant to Celtic mm. Football Club. Um, you know, he's been. I thought he was a top goal scorer last season. I think Edward's earned his move from Celtic, and I'm going to say this as openly and honestly as I can. I think Edward's too good for Celtic at this current moment. I think he has to go, and Celtic has to take the money, and they have to reinvest it. But I think you know what we've seen with Celtic in the that last couple of years is. They get money for big players, they, but do they reinvest it fully into the squad? I, I don't think they do, and I think that's something that they must do to give Ange Postecoglou the best chance at not only securing European football in terms of the Europa League, but also securing the league title. Now, say, say that, but I think that's going to be a really hard task anyway. I still, so, think, I still think, Stefan, if Edwards hasn't gone by the weekend, he plays. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. He definitely sure. plays, and he, keep, he, keeps, he keeps trying and he keeps... Keeps trying to recapture that form that you know that that Celtic fans are, are accustomed to. If you're getting twenty million offered, mm. you are taking mm. that in a heartbeat. Yeah, you're taking that yeah. in a heartbeat. My the question that, that probably that I've got is in terms of so, unfortunately now Celtic are out of the Champions League. So in terms of their their thought process going into that, do you think that, that they were scared to to outlay some serious investment in case they did not qualify for the Champions League, knowing the amount of money that that comes in from that? Do you think that is something that played on the back of the club's mind? I think it's happened before. I think the likes of Van Dijk and one or two other players over the years, Celtic have got over the line. They've got into a certain Champions League competition and then they can let a player go because they know they, they, they get the money Money's from, coming in. from Europe that's coming in. Mm. This time around with Edouard, um, you know, listen, they've, they've had some big transfers. You know, they got £11 million for Fringpong. 
They got 13 and a half for Aya, yeah. 25 for Chelsea. Almost yeah. 50 million pounds has come in. Now I know that's got to, that might not just come in in one go. Yeah. That might be paid in installments of players moving on. They get a cut of the transfer, however it does. But I don't think Celtic are short. Mm. I, th- I, th- I think I think I think Celtic have got money for players if if the right player comes available, and that's why they they've got to spend it. They brought in Ange, who's a good manager, who's very bright, who's who's, who's calm under pressure. He's shown. But the the guy needs backing. He needs backing if yeah. if, he, if we're going to see the best of him. And Steph touched on it. He needs it from the very top, from the billionaire owner, Dermot Desmond. They need to. He needs to get involved now. Whatever that means. You know, you mentioned when he got involved in 2016 and the outcome was the arrival of he who was not to be mentioned for a while, Brendan Rodgers. And look what happened. So Celtic should look at this as an opportunity now. That has to be the low point last night. Mm-hmm. And surely, Steph... They have to turn it around now. They have to put the money there and spend it wisely for the manager. And this season, they have to expect that Rangers go in clear favourites and anything Celtic can get is a bonus. But they surely have to challenge them. That's why Steph said there, sorry, Steph, you you know, that's why it's a transition. Yeah. And I said last night on the television, I said Celtic two years. At, at this moment in time. And Chris looked at me and said, well, he won't get away with two years. Yeah. But what are you going to do then after the year? If he gets close this season, if he gets close, yeah. you're not going to get rid of Ange, are you? Because you've got to bring sure. somebody else in and he's going to want his players yeah. then the new manager. Mm. So you have, to stick think... with, you have to stick with Ange. And we are in transition. Steph? I, th- I think people need to realise that this isn't going to be an overnight fix. Celtic, you know, fans need to give Ange Postecoglou glue at the time because I do, in all honesty, think it is the right appointment. I like what I see yeah. from Ange. I like what I hear from mm. him. I like the way he's trying to set the team up. The only thing about is, is sort of the way he plays is we need to... Oh, he's still there. It's just gorgeous at that point. He's still there, Steph, I think. Somebody... Going to change from Vodafone to, uh, to, to, to BT, <laughs> Steph. That was it. Not a Celtic fan working there on the thing in the uh-huh. background, probably. We just lost you. But we take your point there. It's a crucial moment for Celtic. And it could be great for Scottish football because you said it earlier, mm-hmm. Craig. You want a challenge. Rangers want a challenge uh, from Celtic. And we want strong Rangers, strong Celtic this season. And do you think Celtic would give them now? Surely they would give Ange more than a year if they see real progress. I, I think I think that it's a no-brainer that Ange must be given time at the football club. Um, I, I agree with what John's saying because, you know, after a year, if it's not successful, you get rid of a coach who's then all of a sudden has brought in the players that he wanted to bring in and the next coach. That, that's not how you build stability for a football club. The manager needs time. It looks like he's going to need at least a couple of windows, not one transfer window, a couple of windows. I guarantee you this team will improve. I guarantee you that they'll stick to playing that they way, the way that he you're already seeing now, wants to build out from the back and all that sort of stuff. So people John, might start to question, okay, so if plan A is not working, what's plan B? Mm. What's plan C? His plan A is, is uh, if that's not working, it's like we've got to go back to the training and be better at plan A. Yeah. Uh, and now, so sometimes, you know, if you've, got, you've got a bit of variety. If you, yeah, if you've, if you've got good quality centre-halves who are good on the ball, like a, like a Johan Mialbi used to be, like Craig was good on the ball, mm-hmm. um, then I'm happy with playing out from the back. Yep. You know, but naturally, it's common sense. Mm-hmm. If you've got players who are not technically good, who can't receive the ball on the half turn, midfield-wise, you've got Soro who'll take it all day. So it's just... It's just sort of breaking those lines from goalkeeper 
into midfield because mm-hmm. Soro can play, McGregor can play, Turnbull. Yeah. If you look at Celtic's five, that they've got Turnbull, Abada, Christie, McGregor, Edward. That's as good as any. It's strong. Yeah, that's as yeah. very, very strong. Yeah. So I think in three or four, yes, we're out the Champions League now. We've got another opportunity next Thursday to to revive our Europa League sort of state. Will they stay? Don't answer just now, John. We need to go to another break. Craig Moore, John Hartson, and are Celtic going to spend the money in a new goalkeeper? Shouldn't be up for debate now, should it? You know, there's all these words about, oh yeah, they'll give them time. They need to give them money for a goalkeeper. What do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Thanks to Chris for the traffic and travel taking you home this Thursday evening. We've got John Hartson, the former Celtic Arsenal, West Ham United and Welsh striker. And we've got Craig Moore, the former Rangers, Crystal Palace, Borussia, Munchen Gladbach. And at this point, I always forget the other ones, but a legend and an Aussie international of great note. A few clubs, a few yeah. clubs. I think the Kavala one is, is in Greece. Is that normally the one that you, uh, yeah, you is leave it? I always forget. Uh, I've never been to Greece. It, yeah. was only, it was only three months. I've probably forgotten about yeah. it as well. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're, it's great you're on tonight, guys. There's loads of conversation underway, as you would imagine. Steph's been on Instagram asking, why is there no director of football at Celtic? We'll ask yep. the guys about that in a moment or two chef on Instagram asking where does Celtic go from here how long will it take Ange Postacoglu he was talking about blame where does it lie I don't blame people I take responsibility responsibility is mine but again you're using really strong language for something that I don't think merits that sort of view I, I can't fault as I said the effort of the players it's not like we uh, you know they gave up or fell apart tonight they they gave everything they could. It was a tight contest and we didn't get through. So we, we, we move on and on to the next game. Great conversation in the first half hour from John Hartson, Craig Moore and the callers who've been on. Stefan uh, has been on and uh, Sean, a Rangers fan, saying he's also disappointed from the point of view of the uh, the coefficient because we want to see, because this season, whoever wins the title and Rangers are very much the favourites, go straight into the Champions oh, League yep. next summer. So there'll be no messing yep. around. Huge for yep. Massive. John, would you call it just now? Well, I'll wait till maybe the season gets underway itself. Who is going to win Paul, the title? Paul, I can't title? call nothing right now. <laughs> I can't call <laughs> You're just back from the match last night. So, Craig, we'll come to you. You're going to be on on Saturday afternoon. Yes, yep. looking so forward to that. Yeah, we are too. We're on from one on Saturday but we'll ask John shortly Craig is on the line from Cumbernauld a Rangers fan a big Rangers fan has been on before Craig good evening Hi Craig Good evening eh? Paul Craig and John how are you doing? Good right, thanks, thanks how are you? Good to hear you Hopefully you've I know bad Good um, summer I well, sort of two points Yeah Well I bet Craig don't mind calling it Paul if you want to ask Craig Indeed, to call yeah, it yeah. Oh yeah Craig <laughs> is a big thinker in the game Craig what are you thinking tonight? Yeah, well, I, I, I want to make two points. I want to point about Celtic and mm-hmm. one about Rangers. Yep. Um, you know, for me, first and foremost, um, I think a couple of callers will say that as well. I wanted Celtic to go through last night because I'm one of these people as well. I always like to see the Scottish teams do well in Europe and I like to see okay. Celtic Rangers both in group stages. Um, and if they can get beyond that, I wouldn't want Celtic to win the European competitions, of course, mm-hmm. but... Runners up, you'd, you'd settle for runners up as long as it's uh, Rangers that beat them in the final. And, and Craig, that's brilliant yeah. though, isn't it? That's, yeah, well, it's great yeah. for the coefficient, and I think the higher we move up, the better it'll be because yeah. I want us to get to a point where first and second are going to get automatic Champions League group stage spots because they're England, the top four, are getting that. You know, so why yeah. you know, why can't we do that as a team as well? So I always back that. So I was slightly disappointed that they went out last night, but I actually think part of the problem that hamstrings. 
Celtic a lot of the times and some of the you know the managers that come in and like Postic I think there's too much you know people living in the past of of, of holding you know the, the comparisons with Brendan Rodgers and we have to go back to what happened under Rodgers or mm-hmm. when you look at the goalkeeping situation it's always the same answer but it's got to be Fraser Foster there's other keepers who are just as good if not better and as far as Brendan Rodgers look that is of course the benchmark which Celtic want to be at because that was you know top notch and unbeaten leagues and stuff like that that was incredible stuff mm. albeit in Europe again slightly disappointing but yeah. so I get why they, want to be, why they want to be there but if you're going to move forward as a club and you're going to start to look to you know get rebuild and get back to capturing league titles and trophies again you can't constantly look back on, on the Brendan Rodgers either and go this is where we've been yep, this is gone. what happened you know, and I think part of that has rubbed off I'm afraid to say on, on the Celtic board now because I've said for years and I was laughed at for years for saying it that I felt Celtic kind of stood still while Rangers were just slightly gradually improving albeit with a couple of full starts along the way mm-hmm. and I felt each transfer window was going by you know the last four years in particular and out of Europe as well and I just felt it kind of stood still while Rangers are starting to improve and last season I told because they were caught up on and overtook and I think part of that is because there's too much focus on Let's talk about Brendan Rodgers' times all the time. Yeah, great, but that's not going to help you going forward. It's not going to help you now, mm-hmm. which is why Poster Coglu, they have to embrace whatever his vision is going to be and, and, and see if that works. Because if you're constantly trying to help back to Brendan Rodgers, mm-hmm. that ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. No, I, yeah. I think you're right. Um, and, and listen, the Brendan Rodgers era was unprecedented. You look at what he achieved. I've just gone back to it again, but uh, uh, but no, I think I think Ange wouldn't want to be compared with yeah. Brendan Rodgers. I, I think he has to come in. I think he has to. I'm surprised he, he hasn't brought staff with him, um, and and I, and I'm surprised that Celtic, uh, you know, the global giant of a club that it is, hasn't got a director of football to help him, mm. to tell him what's available around Europe and somebody who's got a bit of nous in the European football market and got lots of contacts, you know, all over the world in terms of scouts and agents and managers and coaches. A club like Celtic should have that in place. Most top European clubs would have that. And that's how you get the best, that's how you get the deals. But no, I, th- I think you're, you're right, Craig, um, in terms of harping back. I think both pl- clubs have a habit of doing it. The history, everyone yep. talks about the history. Yep. But... I actually think Ange will will have to do it his way. He'll have to play the way that he that he feels is his philosophy. He's you know that that's that's sort of his prerogative in terms yep. of he's been given carte blanche to come in play the way he wants to play. But certainly, I think I'm only questioning the back four and coming out because that back four. Are not quite ready at this particular time to play out from a back. They're not good enough. But big, and then that's a, that's the thing, and that goes back to we keep coming back to the the, the same uh, point, which is the lack of planning. Because we're talking at the back end of last season, yep. um, everyone is saying that Celtic need a whole new backline. Neil Lennon left 154 days before last night's game. Yeah, sorry. So no, no, yep. you're right. Yep. So there was, and and it was it was out there the the, yep. the, the whole backline and the goalkeeper. Yep. It's a situation that needs to be addressed. Touching on the back line and the goalkeeper that played last night, and you're going, wow. You know, no disrespect to these players, yeah. but this is not where the club need to be. And you touch on the sporting director role, 
you know, I'm not sure whether you mentioned it, Craig, but I know John was speaking about it there. The importance of a sporting director is, is for me, uh, the time that he can save that coach in terms of all those other things they're negotiating, the speaking to agents, managing up, speaking to boards, speaking to owners. Your coach needs to be on the field. You know, he needs to be there. He needs to be building that that uh, yeah. connection yeah. with his playing group. Well, tell everyone, what has it been like since last night? The game finished at what? And it was fairly early, say nine-ish or something. You've got uh, the media conference afterwards. Yeah. Then they fly back and then more training today. You know, talking to the new players, Starfell's arrived. And the stability yeah. for a football club, for me, is very, very important. The business model of football clubs and the way that they th that they thrive is is stability. So you must have for me uh, a football director or someone that is is taking care of that football yeah. philosophy for the future. And and John, that can't be somebody, in my opinion, that comes in uh, on say the say so of the manager because if if the manager is not successful, they get the sack. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's the manager and all of a sudden he's brought in a sporting director, for me it's the other way around. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're racing towards the news, Craig. What's your point about uh, your own team, about Rangers? Yeah, well, just sort of to get the guys' opinions on it. You were talking about Morelos there, and I actually think I'm not as worried or concerned about Alfredo Morelos this season as I've been in previous seasons in terms of whether he would leave or whether he would stay or, you know, whether he is back in time to start on, yeah. on Saturday. Because I actually look at it and I think we've got terrific options now to come in. You've got Eaton, you've got... Sakala Roof hopefully will be back although he didn't feature at the weekend mm -hmm. um, you know so to me I look at it and I think if Morelos left tomorrow you know would I feel that we, we were massively damaged by it no because I think number one we've got great replacements ready made but I also think Steven Gerrard would have a plan in mind you know for that anyway because yep. he'll recognise the speculation happens around Morelos all the time and I just as I say get into the game at the weekend Morelos doesn't start. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't worry me if it was Eton or Sakawa who started. Yeah. I, I think you're spot on. Coach, I think you're spot on, Craig. Look, and I, I think you, you raise a very good point that, look, if Rangers were going to lose Alfredo Morelos, it may happen. They're, 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 Rangers are ahead of that. You know, if that happens, they'll already have targets here. They'll they'll replace Morelos. Um, if Morelos is going to be here, then we, we know that he's going to, to, to offer um, goals to the to the team. And if he's not offering that, then you've touched on Itten that I think has done well pre-season. They've brought Fashion Sakala in. You've got Roof. You've got Defoe, although he did get a niggle in the Arsenal game, I believe, with his hamstring. There's a lot of options up top uh, in a team that, that certainly have stability, um, that are creating a lot of opportunities within games. So like I said, for me, any of the players in those top 14, top 15 positions in the Rangers first team squad, if they were to go out, a Kamara, a Morelos, they will be replaced. There's going to be extra money for Rangers, of course, with Celtic going out already from Champions League. So if Rangers can get through, they get a clear run at 30 million minimum in the Champions League. It's absolutely massive. Craig, thanks for your call. We hope to speak to you soon. It's nil-nil in the Aberdeen game. It's nil-nil in Hebs. And as everyone knows, Celtic, everyone looking over uh, their Champions League campaign, which uh, ended last night at the... Uh, the second hurdle, losing 2-1 against Midland. Quick break for the news and then we're back with John Hartson and Craig Moore. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5. Clock certainly is ticking two days to go to the kick-off, although it's well underway in Europe. At Hibs in action tonight, 0-0 so far. Remember, they're 3-0 up against Santa Coloma in Andorra. And uh, yeah, Aberdeen are 0-0. 
over there in Gothenburg, but 5-1 up from last week. Great to see those clubs doing well, because too often, as we know, Craig Moore and John Hartson, it's all over by the end of July for the Europa League, for the likes of the Hearts, uh, the Hebs, the Aberdeens, but doing well, and surely they will go through. And we just saw there on Sky Sports, you saw the pictures of the tribute to Sir Alex Ferguson at Pataudry. You'd have thought they would have had it before, but yeah. uh, they've got the statue outside. Do you like it, John? Well, it's yeah. fitting. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like, ultimately, yeah. it's, 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 it's what it stands for. And um, he did remarkable at Aberdeen, didn't he? Went in, in Europe, yep. took on the Celtic and Rangers, um, and obviously one of the greats, if not the best, him and Jock Steen and others. and Incredible, so absolutely yep. fits in what Aberdeen have done. He took them on and he beat them, didn't he? Yeah. Aberdeen yes. and Dundee United, you know, yes. younger people won't realise that. They nah. were the preeminent teams for a few years in the 80s under Fergie and uh, the late Jim McLean. Yeah, no, nah, absolutely incredible. And then you just look as he moved his way through his career and obviously the amount of time that he spent at Manchester United and, and there was, well, I think it was in 1986, there was, he was potentially a game or two away from getting the sack. Yeah, it was. And then all of a sudden won the, the FA Cup, Cup game and Mark against Ro- Palace. Mark Robbins, I think, got yes, the goal. Yes, in the replay, an, I believe. An, an incredible outside of the foot pass yeah. from Mark Hughes and Robbins come in with a header. He, and yeah. I think they won or they drew, took it to a replay and, uh, and that's when Alex Ferguson, they kept him on. There was rumours. Incredible. Gonna, yeah, but there we are. John, did you ever score a goal like Callum McGregor's last night in a game that then, you know, ended in a defeat? So it's almost forgotten. I don't think so. But, um, <laughs> that was incredible. Technically, off his oh. off his chest to get his foot that high, and it just sort of it was textbook, wasn't it? It was incredible. Um, he knew as soon as it come off his foot, oh. eh? like as soon as he struck it, you could you could see his body language. He was like, I. I Top corner, yeah, top a little bit class. of swaz on it. Ah, it was Unbelievable. brilliant. Well, we were just saying there off air, it, yeah. it, it was a goal that, you know, Callum didn't deserve to be on the losing side yeah. with, a, with a strike like that. He'd be talking about it for a long time. Who's going to be the Celtic goalkeeper? Will there be a new one? I think everyone thinks that will have to be. We're going to speak about that in a moment or two. Mm-hmm. But uh, James is on the line from Uddingston, a Rangers fan. James, good evening. Oh, and... Uh, He's gone. We'll try and get him back on. Strange just has gone there. Craig, did you ever score a, a wonder goal or one of your best ones? In fact, take I, any of your goals. I, you scored I didn't, 30 odd goals. Yeah, on. I didn't. Well, you're a defender. I didn't yeah. score too many goals. And if I did, they they, they were off the head uh, yeah. going up for, for set pieces. Um, what was your favourite goal? Favourite? Favourite yeah, goal? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I don't really have a favourite standout no? goal. No. I, I really don't. Like I says, I mean, for for strikers, I, I know that the 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 thrill of scoring goals for them, and they're scoring a lot of them. But they'll have things that, that kind of stand out for them. But for me, I, again, being a defender, and you look at uh, Cialini and, and Benucci for the Italians yeah. and all sort of stuff, they celebrate a tackle like the, a striker that's would right. celebrate a goal, and yeah, that's kind of the way that that I was. I love defending. James, what's your favourite Rangers goal of all time? Oh, my favourite Rangers goal of all time. Yep. Um, probably Pedro Mendes' goal at Parkhead, 4 2 victory. I would think. Um, yep. Is that a volley? A volley or just was a great strike from outside the box, wasn't it? Yeah. Low strike. It was a daisy cutter. Daisy cutter. cutter. There you go. Right, James, you're on live. Tell us about the goal. Who passed it to him? <laughs> Stephen Davis took the corner, passed it out to him. It was my first, it was my first old firm game at Parkhead in the away section, so I was just delirious. I think I was about 17. 
So it was just amazing at the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, don't go on about it. <laughs> John saying it's offside. <laughs> right, James. I don't know, John, you know why I, I talk about it, no? Yeah, I wasn't joking. <laughs> right, don't, I, I, don't, I, no, it was a great goal. I think I was thinking I wasn't playing for South. I think I can remember the goal, though, yeah. Great strike. Right inside the, the, the post, wasn't mm. it? Yep. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was probably my favourite one. Yeah. James, you didn't think you were coming on to go to talk about your favourite Rangers goal. So, what are you thinking about for Rangers? You're looking forward. Are you going to be at the game on Saturday? Yeah, well, that's what I phoned the producer for. I got. Um, I've been sitting waiting all week checking my emails to see if I got the ballot because I got them for the Real Madrid game on Sunday, mm-hmm. and um, I took my. I took. I've only got two season tickets, so I was only able to take one of my sons. Mm-hmm. Um, so your favourite one? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we lost a coin. <laughs> exactly, we are we kidding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so I got an email this afternoon. So I must have got it in second ballot. Obviously, people that maybe can't attend from further afield weren't able to go. So I got them. So I got my emails today to say I've got a ticket. So that's me sorted. So I'm buzzing about that, and my other son's buzzing about that as well. So yeah. um, wow. I'm delighted to go again and get back to normality a wee bit. Um, and hopefully, there's there's more can go there. Malmo game and, and obviously the, the, the cup and then the old firm at the end of the month two sleeps um, to go and it's an early start of course half past one so mm-hmm. what's your schedule what are you going to do on Saturday because you know it's been so long since we've yeah. been able to talk about going to the games that, that whole yeah. Yeah. day of going, yeah. going to the match and what yeah. that looks like yeah brilliant yeah well it's like the same as everyone last year everybody was you know, struggling with whatever they were going through last year working from home or yeah. just boredom and all that and usually my Saturday mornings consisted of the boys football football games mm-hmm. and then dashing about to go and watch the football or go to the game if it was at Ibrox or if I had a ticket for away so Saturday morning will just be the wee man's playing football mm-hmm. um, early doors at 9 o'clock as soon as that's done changed and, and probably go meet my mates and go into Ibrox yeah probably so it'll be good it'll be good to get back to that and hopefully it's, it's a sign of things to come but um, Great. I'm a, I was also wanting to touch on um, Paul you kind of stole my thunder a wee bit before mm-hmm. the, the break just to say that well, my point was, like, the caller before had said, oh, he was wanting Celtic to get through last night because mm-hmm. of the coefficient and all that, but I was punching the air last night. I was delighted, and the reason was because I knew that Rangers would hopefully get a bigger slice of the pie, the money. Yeah. And that's because I think we've, I think the point's been proven the last couple of years that both teams in Europe eventually does help the coefficient anyway. Mm-hmm. They look at it now, we're now in a position where next year we've got a team automatically going in. And whether that's Rangers, hopefully it is from my point of view, or whether it is Celtic, that's a couple of years ago when we you know we couldn't we had to get teams going through three qualifiers that win the league so I think we've done enough now to get to the point now that I don't really care about the coefficient right now it was just about you know, getting one up on Celtic last night if I'm being honest yeah. <laughs> well at least you're honest yeah. but I think the thing with James the coefficient in terms of the quality you know, if you're if you're qualifying for for European competitions, and if you're getting two, three, four teams that are getting extended runs in in Europe, obviously uh, then uh, the flow on is that the the league becomes a far more attractive league, in my opinion. There's a lot more, um, I guess, exposure for players to 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 potentially, uh, you know, go on to, to to have their moves, which again brings in a lot of money to to football clubs and especially Rangers and Celtic with the the transfer values that they, that they can attract for. For their players, but I look. I, I I get your point, and we've all you know we've all got an opinion, and yeah, that's fair of enough. Course. Aye, of course. It's just I understand like the coefficient is important and that, but just last night it was good. And do you know what I should have said that? Because he asked me what my favourite goal was. I yeah. 
Anybody's against Michelin two years ago just for a laugh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Scott Arfield, Morelos. Scott Arfield's against Michelin when we met them 7-3. I yeah. can't remember. It was that long ago. Sure. It does seem a long time ago, doesn't it? For this season then, 25 points in it last year, James. How how yeah, how yeah, are you feeling about this year? How confident? Uh, do you know what? To be honest with you, I'm actually scared. I'm actually scared myself at how confident I feel. Because <laughs> usually you don't know. And for the last so many years, it's been more like, oh, hopefully this is the year we can top all Celtic. And even going back to before, even when Craig played, I had a season, I've had a season ticket for even when Craig was playing, I was a young boy then. And um, it was always, even into the season, hoping that you were going to be the better team. And it was only maybe a few points or sometimes a few goals in it only as well, as, as both of the guys will remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so... This, this year, I, I do fancy Rangers, and um, but I'm not going to be overly confident because you never know what can happen this season. We've seen it before. Mm-hmm. You know, We've seen how quickly it can change, James. I mean, you look at yeah, how, how exactly. quickly momentum swung last season from uh, from January onwards. Yeah, uh, I, I, I just change. Think, I think as well, uh, Craig, James, um, at, at this moment in time, I mean, you, you would say Rangers are a big, big favourites uh, in terms of, you know, what they did last season, momentum, confidence within the Rangers group, the supporters. I do feel Celtic in four, five, six weeks' time will be, they look a lot better mm-hmm. in terms of recruitments coming in, new players, good players. It's just a case of Celtic have to stick with them for the first six or seven games. They can't can't be chasing their tail and let Rangers go on and get an eight or nine point lead. But there's no doubt, even the Celtic fans would stay, say right now, this moment in time, Rangers were our big favourites to, to retain the title, absolutely. Game four is Rangers against Celtic and that could yeah. be defining, Craig, this early uh, in the season? Well, again, you kind of, you look, you break the season down into four quarters, I guess. Mm. So your first block, you know, that game comes in that first block. So again, Rangers will want to certainly come out of the traps um, flying, you know. They want to, um, I guess, exert their superiority from last season. So if they start well and, and not only winning games but you know winning convincingly, you know what that's like then yeah. across the road, uh, and, and you know Celtic will looking ma- the site to do the same and it's thing. It's a massive game for Ange. You know you go go back to Martin O'Neill when Celtic won their first game against Rangers. Was it five one or was it six two or something like that? I never played those big scoring ones. Yeah, big but all of a sudden <laughs> you, you, you go and get you go and get a big win in your first yeah. you know, Celtic Rangers game. Because Ange knows the importance of winning these games. You know, these are the games you have to win. These are the games you adhere yourself to the crowd and the support. And he'll know that. He'll know that. And Martin O'Neill spoke about that just a couple of months ago here on Go, on the football show. It was, wasn't it? Because Rangers were racing certainties against them. Um, it's just it's, it's tough like because again I've watched for, for many many years when obviously Celtic were, were, were on the, the run and mm. it was an incredible run and, and, and you're watching old firm games and um, you know I'm sure a lot of people like me watching old firm games and you kind of th- you're watching it but you're going we, we, we don't look like winning this game of football mm. you know and, and that's that's a feeling that isn't nice when yeah. it comes to the old firm <laughs> because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and, and I kind of get the feeling even like last season uh, we Celtic now going into those kind of games. Mm. That, that that's their yeah. thought process remember, at the moment. I remember at that, I'm not sure if it was that season or season or two after Dick Advocate bounced back and mm. I think reversed it. Didn't I think Rangers yeah. won five one. Uh, yeah. So you know, yeah. on yeah. any on any given day, back then just the two teams had, had a lot of good players in the side, good strikers, defences. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying they haven't got now, but. 
at that particular time, you could go Top and notch. you could get a drop in. Yep. You really could. Because it was yeah. a belief, sorry, uh, Paul. Yeah. It, was, it was a belief a little bit, uh, I would say, last season from Celtic. Because Celtic didn't uh, necessarily play poorly in the, the old firm matches. Mm -hmm. But it was that lack of, I, I think, belief. The mm. opportunities they got in front of goal. And then Rangers had that bit. They had that confidence. Yeah. To, Alan to then, McGregor made a couple of, of brilliant course, saves. Really the, the importance we're speaking about. We're yeah. going to go on goalkeeper. to it, Celtic goalkeeper. We are going to speak about the Celtic keeper in a minute. James who are you worried about losing? I see a young Man United player. Looks as though he's coming to Rangers. Another midfielder. So would suggest, do you think it is Glenn Kamara might be on his way out? How would you feel? I think I think there'll be an offer comes in for Kamara before the, the transfer window. And I think a lot of the, the, I think it will hinge on if we qualify for the Champions League or not. I think again you'll probably see um, some players going maybe, um, and then you see in the reverse. If we get into the Champions League, you might see Kamara or whatever saying, no, I want a crack at that. I want to add my stock. He's had a great Euro campaign, obviously, with Finland. Yep. So I think a lot a lot hinges on the champion if we get the qualifying, uh, to qualify for that, if we get to, through the next two rounds. Obviously, the playoff round looks a bit more difficult, um, not being seeded, but um, still fancy Rangers a little bit, I think, at home with the fans as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think be, I think I, I would expect somebody to test Rangers as always. Kamara and possibly Morelos as well but yeah. who knows what's happening with him just now yeah, well, We spoke about him earlier and yeah. I think they've almost resolved, resigned to losing him I'm not even sure if resigned is the word mm. What do you make of um, Fashion Sakala Cedric Itan Have you been impressed by Itan? I know it's pre-season but he's scoring the goals again I think I've always liked Itan I, I think there's always been a player in there and I think Gerard came out last year and said he is actually struggling to adapt to living in Scotland I think you know, he's only a young guy and he's just so maybe this will be the year that, you know, you know he's, he's had a year under his belt. He understands what it's about. He's got a winner's medal as well. Um, Sakala looked, looked sharp. He looked, he looked really comfortable on the ball. He looked like, you know, he looks like he's infectious as well. I've seen all the press conferences with him. Um, he looks like he's just going to play with a smile on his face, which is the total opposite to when you've got Morelos. You know, he <laughs> never smiles. So you're, you're, you're going to see the two of them, which will be interesting. You've got... You've got uh, yeah, opposite ends. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, he came on our programme live just over a week ago. It was yeah. great to have him on, Craig, wasn't it? Yeah, to yeah. hear from Fashion Sakala on go. Yeah, yeah. no, look, sounds sounds very, very bubbly and, and certainly uh, his, his performances, you know, he does have that explosiveness, can play in any of those forward areas. And, you know, when you when you come to a new club to um, to score in your first game, uh, is is very very important in terms of that you know betting down process. So you know if you can settle in as quick as you possibly can, that's fantastic. We also touched on on Itton there as well. I, I, I quite like Itton. You know I think you know he works extremely hard. Um, you know when he's given the opportunity, he comes on and he normally he normally scores or is involved in. In, in an action and makes an impact from the, from the bench. He's well, got a bit of physicality, yeah. John, which well, I quite like as well. well. Who would your, Craig, um, who would your three then be? Rangers generally 4-3-3. Three, three. Who, who would your three be, you know, in terms of um, the offensive side? You're looking at, for me, I'd, I'd have Kent um, and I'd probably have um, Sakala who can play in um, in the wider areas with Morelos at the moment. Yeah. At the moment, John, even with yeah. Morelos not back in? No, no I mean, you're talking yeah. about like... Yeah. In, in the a, current in a scenario, yeah. yeah. But in uh -huh. terms of currently, in terms it's of an, it's fitness, it's a start at the weekend. Won't it, it? It's an, it's an, I would think would be uh, yeah. your starter, yeah. John, right. do you agree? Well, that three yeah. currently, uh -huh. yes. Obviously, that you look at it. Defoe's got a knock. Hadji, you know, mm. he's, he's capable of coming on and 
And, uh, He's capable of more, isn't he? Yeah. I think that's yeah. what Roof yeah. I, like, yeah. I like Roof as well. I like Roof as well. But you're, you're right in terms Roof, of Roof. Yeah, yeah. Roof, yeah. Roof as well. Uh, Roof, yeah. Roof has been on fire a few times. I thought he finished the song uh, season yeah. strong last season. Mm. Roof probably gave us the goal of the season last year, James. Mm. I, I think you'd agree with that. It's nil nil for Hebs at half time against Santa Coloma and Aberdeen are nil-nil in Gothenburg. And James, just before you go, Rangers will be playing Dunfermline in the League Cup, the Premier Sports Cup, at 7.30 on the Friday. It's now the Friday the 13th. Rangers against Dunfermline. Surely not an omen there, Craig. <laughs> it's uh, the Friday night game. This has just been released this afternoon. Then on the Saturday, it's air against Dundee United at three, Dundee Motherwell at three, and Livingston against St Mirren at three. Livy, of course, who got to the final last season. And then on the Sunday, Wraith Rovers against Aberdeen, Arbroath against St Johnson. St Johnson, of course, the holders, the double holders in Scotland, uh, Hebs against Kilmarnock, and Celtic against Hearts. 0808 17 17 700. Go Radio Football Show. John Hartson, Craig Moore, you've got the nation talking tonight. I've still to ask you about who's the goalkeeper for Celtic. But John is an opportunity also for Celtic. And that's not just trying to look at the positive. Surely, yesterday has to be the low point. At some point, they've got to get a grip here yeah. and start to build. And, you know, it's not a blame game. Ange Postacoglu says that. But they really need to build and build... Uh, they've got to give him. They're going to give him time just now. There's no question about that. But yes. I heard you saying it last night with Chris Sutton. They've got to give him this season and into next season, whatever happens, because they're not going to win the league. Is what most people would think. No, I I don't think and unless they can get six or seven in and make a huge difference and settle in and play out from the back and mm. you know get used to the way and his philosophy, his style, formation. Um, but he's not blaming players right now. No. Because he needs players. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that is um, normal way of management anyway is to blame players. He might just be a type of manager who doesn't particularly like to blame players. He thinks of it, he looks at it more of, of as, a, as a team. If you can see the goal, it might be the front man hasn't closed down the fullback. Mm. That's where initially the, the goal has come from. Yeah. So he's looking at it as a team. But he needs his players right now. Um, but in terms of you know what he needs, a goalkeeper, in my opinion, is a priority, absolute priority. He's got to, they've got to work Celtic night and day to bring in a goalkeeper. No disrespect to Bain and Barkas, they might be good lads, they might be decent goalkeepers, but they've shown they've shown they're not quite capable at this at this level, you know, to be to be a player that can go and play fifty games for Celtic. In my opinion, you know, or ac across the board, in the in the three or four competitions that they're involved in, they need to be ready to take their hit financially because that's the situation in terms mm. of the goalkeeper. They, they must just, be trying to place them somewhere. I think uh, they have been for some yeah, time. But they're going to take yeah. it. They're going to take a hit. I, th I think originally that's why they were trying to get him involved, and, and hopefully things were going to be okay. But clearly they're not. Um, and you know, you look at how successful Rangers were last season. Yeah. Right, Alan McGregor. Mm. Right. How important a top, top goalkeeper is to any football it's team huge. is it's massive. Huge. It's yep. massive. And they need to they need to deal with that and they need to deal with that fast. Okay. How do you know it was July in Champions League qualifiers? Near Beaton's back in the Celtic team. I saw that going round. Of course he wasn't last night because he was sent off. sent off. But my point is, they knew it was coming, the Champions League. How could they have such a paucity of talent at the back? They'd hardly anyone. An 18-year-old playing his first competitive game. Yeah. They need to have a look at themselves at the very, very top 
and things have to change. Well, there's no Julian. Yeah. There's no Julian. Yeah. Back um, in what two months, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And and obviously they've got Starfelt in, and yeah. right now they need a couple more, but they have to go with what they have. They've yeah. got nothing else right now. John, taking a quick break, and then we're back. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Football show Thursday evening edition tomorrow night. It's the preview of the brand new league season. Barry Ferguson will be here in the studio. Mark Guidi and loads of your calls and predictions as we look forward to Saturday. And we're on the air with the Go Radio Saturday football show one till five this Saturday afternoon. Looking forward to bringing that to you with Craig Moore and also with Davy Province yes. Saturday afternoon. Should be a belter. Four hours of fun. Season starting. Uh, I'm sure there'll be goals flying in left, right and centre. Can't wait. Get in there. It's been a quick summer, hasn't it, with the oh. football all the way. The Euros, the Olympics are on now and uh, the Champions League qualifiers have come and gone for Celtic. But now they look forward. Well, they have to get themselves ready for the weekend. Hearts on Saturday night. Not an easy tie at, at Tynecastle, although they've got a great record there. Rangers then. It's not flag day though, is it? As such, or is it, Craig? No, no, no it's been pushed not back to Until they September. get a full house. Yes. yes. But I think 23,000 are thereabouts on Saturday uh, at Ibrox so getting there it's getting there you're going to see yep. start to see uh, good numbers coming through the gates which is which is fantastic for all the clubs um, and it's great for the players uh, back playing in front of fans again creating right. that atmosphere brilliant fantastic this time last year of course it was you know in the the thick of it and it just wasn't happening at all Hacken nil Aberdeen nil that's the halftime scoreline there and in Andorra FC Santa Coloma nil Hibs nil Funny, isn't it? So many goals last week, yeah. but it, the, the job has been done. And, uh, well, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu before we take another call. David is on the line. But first of all, what about the goalkeeping position then? So he made the decision. I heard Davy Proven saying last night, it's not on uh, the manager at this point. Mm-hmm. This is before the game. Yep. But if he plays Barkas, uh-huh. then, and it goes wrong, that would be down to the manager. He made the change. He played... Been in goals. Yeah, you know, he's been training well, and I just felt, you know, looking at particularly after the weekend game, that with such a young sort of back four, particularly the young defence central defenders, I think they needed a strong voice behind them, and Scotty provides that. He's, you know, he's very vocal. He's, um, you know, he, he he doesn't mind leading from back there. And, you know, Barky's a different kind of personality. He's a bit more quiet and reserved. I just felt we needed that tonight, knowing that playing away from home, there's going to be times when you're going to be a little bit under pressure. And, and they need that encouragement. John, was it the right decision about the goalkeeper last night, Scott Bain? He said he's got a strong voice. I think he's a better goalkeeper. Mm. Simple. I think Bain is uh, capable of making um, more saves at crucial times. He made a couple of decent saves last night. I just yep. don't like the way he just tries to Cruyff turn and all this in his box. I don't know who taught <laughs> him to do that. that. Hey, John, no. I just don't know that. who taught him to do <laughs> all that, to be honest with you, because one day he's going to mess it up. Um, I get it worries me worries me to death when, when it goes back to Bain I don't know what he's going to do you know just put your foot through it you know, unless your full backs are obviously really split and you can give it to one of your full backs but anyway um, what should they do about the goalkeeper then John what would you do if you were the Celtic manager today well I'd be asking the board um, to find me a new goalkeeper of a, of a, of a good level if you're going to bring in somebody like Joe Hart Burnley Played a couple of games last season for Spurs in the Europa League. Not been anywhere near number one. I'm not quite sure of his age, but I know he's in 34. his... 34. 34. Not old for a goalkeeper. No. But, but not the keeper he was. Not the keeper. Well, he was top class. He was England yeah. number one, wasn't he? At Man, Man City, City as yeah. well. Um, and then he went to Torino. Was it Torino in yes. Italy? Yeah. Yep. A couple of seasons there. And he came back and then he'd lost his place at Man City. Mm. Um 
and then he he goes on loan to Burnley and now Spurs. So listen, he's got great pedigree and he's better than what we've got right now. And whether he can recapture that that old form that we saw when he was magnificent several years ago. But if we can get someone like him, you mentioned Craig Gordon. I'm not too sure if Craig Gordon would come back. Well, that name came up last night. Would he come back I to think, Celtic? I, th- Doubtful, I, think, I think he was a bit disgruntled with the way that he left mm. Celtic. And of course, Hearts have been very, very loyal to him and they've given him the number one. He's captain as captain, well, captain. by the way. Yep. Yep. So I'm not too sure whether Craig Gordon would come back. I Benjamin Segrist, Dundee United goalkeeper. Again, He's very young. He's a good goalkeeper. Um, you know, he comes 29. in. He comes into the free probably, mm. but certainly, as I said earlier on, it's priority mm. for me. Surely, and he's a football man. He'd have seen last season. Mm. He'd have seen the goalkeeper situation. Mm. And I'm not being too harsh. It's sounding no. really harsh, but every Celtic fan would agree with me that Celtic need a goalkeeper. Mm. It's such a pivotal position on the field. And, and they need, for me, I mean. They need a very, very good one. So the experience um, is going to be so important. Whether or not Joe Hart for me is mm. is that one, I I would certainly have my doubts. Mm. Can I ask uh, you what, what about Ben Foster at uh, Watford? His uh, name's been mentioned. Former England goalkeeper. Yeah, again, the, the, it's the former that I don't like. I've been mm. there myself. I, for me, uh, you need. Well, they're not going to get the current ones. No, you know, no, Jordan no, Pickford. No, no. And I know you're not saying that. Uh, I know, you know, for I know. me, I, it's, it's goalkeepers for me that that, that are playing. And, and maybe their situation out their clubs for whatever reason. Um, but I think when you become that uh, goalkeeper that is a second goalkeeper, uh, matches, decision-making, when to come for crosses, those kind of things, after speaking to quite a number of goalkeepers, um, they, they say when you miss those games, the decision-making, yeah. the, timing. Uh, the timing and all those kind of things uh, can, can really play havoc with you. And coming yeah. come in, people see, oh, you should be that experienced and you're coming in and making mistakes. So they need to, for me, get the right and he's goalkeeper. And he's been at fault. Let's yeah. not let's not beat sure. about the bush about this. Last week when Evander struck from the left-hand side, it's gone through Barker's arms. He's got to save that. You know, he really has got to save that. He's got to parry it away. So he's to blame. Mm. He's not, there's no, you know, he's to blame for the equaliser. He's not to blame for the for the result on the night where Edward yep. goes through and should should put us 2 0 up. Yep. He's not to blame for Beaton being sent off. But as a goalkeeper, you've got to make saves. Got to go back in the lines. David is on from Cumbernauld, the Rangers fan. Good evening, David. Evening, everybody. Hi, Hi David. David. Uh, this I wanted to ask you, panel. Do you think uh, Dave King's predictions come true that? If Rangers link win one title, Celtic will fall apart. They seem to be falling apart at the seams, and I think they've sown the seeds of their own destruction. By by what? Just by I think like completely off the gas and like yeah. a to the sun with the ten in a row stuff. I think was abandoned in pursuit of ten in a row, and everything's fell apart at Celtic. If you'd got a Rangers person at Celtic team, they can have destroyed Celtic more than they've actually destroyed themselves. But I also think as well, David, I think you're doing your own club a bit of an injustice because rather than you saying how well Rangers have done, and they have done very, very well, by the way, they've been building for three years, Stephen Gerrard's first um, league in three years, um, and, you know, you're concerned about what Celtic, you know, they've, you know, they've, you know, they've, they've not stepped up. I thought they got a little bit complacent last season. Maybe they thought they were going to just, you know, ride the crest of a wave and win 10 in a row. It didn't happen. 
Rangers got a good team together and they had a wonderful season. So, you know, I would say, you know, maybe give your own team a little bit more praise rather than concentrate what's happening across the road. Greg? Uh, look, I think that from from January, uh, I, I felt that there, there was a uh, there was a shift, obviously momentum, and, and there was a real um, lack of confidence. And then obviously all the stories that started to come out, maybe Celtic didn't perform anywhere near uh, what they were capable of. Rangers at the same time, John, I agree. You've got to take that opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, Rangers took that opportunity. We know the type of season they had, the amount of goals they scored, the clean sheets, um, breaking 100 points. So they took the opportunity and made the most of um, Celtic being a little bit in a little bit of turmoil. Do I believe Celtic will, will come through that um, and, and improve? I have no doubt that, that Celtic will be a better team this season under Ange Postacoglu than what they showed in the back half of last season. It's just going to take a little bit of time, um, which we've all touched on in terms of the manager needing time with his players. We've touched on players that have come in at Celtic who actually probably haven't even... Well, they haven't been out, out yeah. in the paddock with the team. So yeah. the, the, the manager needs time with the, with the players. They will definitely improve as the season goes. Yeah. I, I also think as well, you look at the, the, the five you know, that Celtic have, you know, the... In terms of McGregor, mm -hmm. Christie, Christy, Turnbull, yeah. Soro. Soro. Edward, mm. Soro, you know, Abada. Mm. And, and I think if Sadig were to add another four, mm. a goalkeeper, a right back, you know, we already got Starfelt coming in, mm. already got uh, Furu Hashu coming in, and things won't look so bad then, and mm. we'll be in a better position. I've, as I said earlier on, Rangers are starting favourites for the title, mm. but things will improve at Sadig. Yeah, there's a big furrow about going out to the Champions League last night and we've got a back Ange now with the, with the job that he's got of trying to you know trying to react and get the title back to Celtic Park it's a massive job it's a huge challenge but it's a challenge that Ange Postacoglu is ready for he keeps saying I'm ready but I need a bit of help Looking at your own team and the pre-season which ended at the weekend with a 2-1 win against Real Madrid, this was the manager's comments afterwards. Yeah, we've got valuable minutes into important players. We've showed a level out of possession that I really like. You know, our speed across the grass, our aggression, moving together as a unit in our shape, I'm, I'm really happy with that. Yesterday, we've done a lot of things right, but we missed a little bit of magic in the final third in terms of our outcomes. Um, but today, we found that magic. Two great finishes from the boys and they'll get a lot of plaudits. But for me, I'm more pleased with the two performances from everyone over the over the weekend. David, how are you feeling about, let's say Malmo next week then for the Champions League qualifiers when when that comes round. Uh, are you confident? Do you know, as I said, it would be Malmo just before the draw, mm. uh, their match even happened because uh, football's poetic like that. Uh, it was a few years ago that they'd done us one and I think it's, uh, we'll get through them not, not a problem, I don't think. Um, it's beyond that, you don't really know what the draws are going to sure. throw up. Anything could happen. Um, we've done absolutely fantastic in Europe. We've strengthened our team yet again mm -hmm. with the signings of the likes of Lundstrom. We're going after more players, that Manchester United kid. Mm -hmm. uh, we've signed Fashion Sakala. It's just getting better and better and better as a Rangers fan. And but now we're, we're living on cloud nine and... It just can only get better for us. Craig, can I ask you, can you tell David, what do you think of Lundstrom? Yeah, again, I've, I've watched Lundstrom against Arsenal. Um, good energy in the middle of the park. He looked, for me, a different type um, to say what, what Arfield likes. He, I was expecting maybe the, the runs from um, midfield getting into the box, but he was more part of that, that engine room, not making the... 
and the goal box entries, so different to our field. And he strengthens that area. Uh, again, you know, you've got Steve Davis in there. You've got the Kamada in there. Uh, again, whether or not Kamada's there, there at the start of the season. So, look, Rangers have options there. Ryan Jack, uh, yep. in terms of coming back, and, and what, I don't know what the latest update is with, with Ryan Jack, but we know that Rangers have got options there as well. Yep. The manager actually spoke about him after the game uh, last weekend. And he spoke about Sakala. Listen, there's still loads to come in terms of fitness, in terms of getting them up to speed, in terms of the information we're giving them. But one thing I will say is coming with an incredible attitude. He's an absolute role model to everyone where he's come from in terms of his country. He's come here with energy. He's been bright. He's been wanting to learn and pick up every bit of information. He's smiling. He's enjoying it. He's grateful to be here. He's been an absolute pleasure to work with in the opening week, 10 days. But there's loads more to come. You can see... He's exciting. We still need to help him and, and, and polish the diamond, but hopefully he'll go on to be the player that we, we all expect from him. And he spoke about Cedric Itten. Yeah, he's probably been the standout attacking player over the course of the pre-season. He's been available for, for the most minutes. He hasn't missed a training session. Um, he seems more settled in the city now that you know himself and his girlfriend can get about and they can socialise a little bit more than they could in the first place. So he's settled more and you can see that in his training performances um, and, his, and his playing minutes. Uh, he scored three goals and... Um, he certainly looks ready. But John and Ryan Jack, it's great that he's back. He was out yeah. for so long with Rangers, went down to London for the op, but it seems to have worked and, and well, he's getting back to Rangers, full fitness. Rangers are sounding very positive, very happy. Steven Gerrard, you know, he's, he's delighted with bringing new players in. Um, Sakala, Lindstrom, um, Itten's doing very well. Everything is rosy at Ibrox right now, isn't it? They want to go and win more trophies. They want to get through to the Champions League. And rightly so, you know, for the last three years, they've done very little apart from build. You know, they spanked Celtic last season by 20-odd points in the league. Probably should have won more trophies when you think that they knocked Celtic out of the Scottish Cup and Rangers had the opportunity Celtic had gone out of the League Cup when Rangers lost to St Mirren. So, and that must have been eating away yeah, at, at Stephen Gerrard. At that particular, yeah. they had an opportunity with their big rivals mm. out of both Cups. But they've won the league, they're building... They're getting full houses. And why not? Why not? They are in a place now where Celtic have been for the previous 10 years. Mm, yeah. And they are they are now looking to build on that, rightly so. Why wouldn't they? And everything, all the stick that Rangers yeah. fans have been getting for the last nine or ten years, building up to the to the potential ten in a row, it yeah. didn't happen. Rangers are now giving it to Celtic. And David that, just gave it a few moments way, ago. That's exactly that's the way football. it should yeah. be. And that's the way it's been for the last 10 years. David, enjoy the season. We'll speak to you soon. All right, thank you very Cheers. much. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers, David. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. As well and truly getting underway on Saturday afternoon. We're here in Go Radio 1 till 5. Craig Moore, Paul Cooney, Davy Proven and loads of your calls. Barry will be in action, of course, yes. at Alloa Athletic. The manager, we wish him all the very best. Will he be on yep. tomorrow night as well? Yeah, yeah. Yep. be looking to try and bounce back straight away after being relegated. Yep. Try to take Alloa back up. Absolutely. And John, you're looking forward to this season. You'll be, you'll be covering Celtic next week. You thought it would have been probably PSV, but yep. in fact... Jablonek of the Czech Republic. And it'll be tough. Yep. You know, these games uh, in Europe, you know, we don't know an awful lot. You can do all your, your prep and everything and look at their previous results. But as we saw last night in Michelin, you know, they're, they're not easy games. You, you've got to be at it. You've got to take your chances as well. 
Chef on Instagram is saying, where does Celtic go from here? How long will it take? And Jack Allen says, how much time will Celtic give Ange Postacoglu? What does he deserve? And what area of the team needs strength? And well, we spoke a moment or two about uh, the goalkeeper. goalkeeper, yeah. defensively. Uh, fullbacks. Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, before the start of the season, you're going, definitely need a centre-half. Mm. Looking at the fullback areas, goalkeeper, yes. And you're going you're gonna to need a striker. Julian won't be back until October. That had gone quiet, but I know we, we asked the question the other day. So that's been a, a huge loss mm. last mm. season. And, you know, we were thinking about... David was on earlier and saying, oh, the way that Celtic collapsed or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I still think of January the 2nd, was it January the 4th? Rangers Celtic, Ibrooks, Lee Griffiths, shoots, looks to score, saved, a wonder saved by Alan McGregor. Yeah. The importance of the goalkeeper. Massive. We've both touched on this, yeah. John and myself, yeah. how important it is. And, and I'll probably know, but you know, playing, playing in front of a, a goalkeeper, mm-hmm. knowing that maybe when your Boom. opponent has got the best of you, mm-hmm. you've still got somebody that can pull off a save. And I think the biggest problem or, or, or the issue that Celtic have had is that they've had a uh, you know Embarcus have had a goalkeeper that's not been able to make saves and that doesn't give a back line that doesn't give a team yeah. any confidence no. it really doesn't and I, in terms of Celtic my view is and I, I wrote this on social media a couple of weeks ago Ange will get back in alright he's, he's already got the players I've mentioned mm. in Abada's in yep. Starfelt's coming in Furuhashi's is coming in in two to three weeks you get another four or five in, all right? And our Celtic fans are backing him right now. It doesn't, all this issues, losing games, everybody's blaming the board, rightly so, in a way, because they haven't brought, they haven't sort of brought in the quality players needed up to now. Hackener one up in Aberdeen, it's 5-2 on aggregate. Okay. Sorry, John, no scoring at So Hibs. Celtic yeah. will get stronger, but although the Celtic fans are behind Ange right now, yeah. When there's another four or five players in, as well as the players that are in now, and he doesn't win games, doesn't beat Rangers, loses the odd game here and there, sloppily, then you might see a difference in terms of the fans. When he gets his team in, Mm. and when he gets the players, and he spends the budget that he's going to do over the next four or five weeks... Celtic will get stronger. They're chasing a really, really strong Rangers team, by the way. But they have to come out fighting and you've got to stay positive. And the thing is as well, um, if you're getting... like We all know that come at the start of this season and, and Ange come out and said it himself, that he needs between seven to ten players, right? And we know that that's what Celtic mm-hmm. need, right? Seven to ten players to then gel and gel quickly. Yeah. Is, is, is not easy. Has so, that ever happened? Have you ever seen well, as many know, come in successfully? A, very, very difficult. Very, very difficult. You know, uh, it's like when, uh, an example, I guess in Australia, I think Tony Popovich come into a, a brand new startup club, Western Sydney Wanderers, and got success straight away. But it doesn't. It doesn't normally happen when you're mm. you're, you're trying to build something, and it's a big project. Yeah? You're talking yeah. ten players plus. Yeah. Um, you know, you even look at obviously Stephen Gerrard at Rangers, and I think a couple of seasons ago he signed fifteen players, but it didn't happen overnight. No, no, you're it, right. It takes time. In my opinion, and, and will start, it takes time. Ange will need to do well in the Cups. Mm-hmm. He'll need to, 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 to stay on Rangers' tail. You know, he needs to go and win at Hearts on Saturday evening. So he knows that. He's not a fool. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a very wise guy. At this moment in time, yes, you can allow bad results because it's really, you know, it's not on his head, if yep. you like. He hasn't got the player players at his disposal to choose right now. But when he does, when he's got eight or nine of his players that are in there, then he has to win the big games. Then he has to beat Rangers. 
then he has to get the cup finals and win cups. But he'll know that. He's experienced enough. You know, we're going to get some reinforcements in. Carl Starfelt's obviously come back in. Nero Bitton will be available. Yoga Furuhashi will come back in. So already we'll be stronger in terms of depth and quality, which we need. You know, guys like James Forrest, who that was his first real run tonight, will be better for it. So, you know, I do believe we'll get stronger and I do believe we'll, we'll, we'll be in much better shape come the next European tie. But more importantly, you know, I want to make sure we start the league well on Saturday and that's our focus right now. One of the headlines today in the paper, the record, the back page saying we shot ourselves in the foot. And he spoke about, uh, you know, his early days at Celtic. I still think it's my responsibility. You know, I'm the person that's been put in charge and we haven't got players in. Obviously, I haven't done a good enough job, you know, convincing people we need to bring people in. So I'm not going to shy away from that. I don't say that because I'm some kind of martyr. I just think that's my responsibility. That's why I was brought in, trying to be as forceful as I can about what we need to bring in and the challenges we've had are well chronicled but irrespective of the results tonight we still need reinforcements that's that's evident we had a really young squad out there young players on the bench you know it's not the situation we need to be probably that, that tells me Paul he's now going to stick it on the Celtic board mm-hmm. now I want this one I want that within reason yep. without yeah. being realistic by the way do you know what I mean you can't go in and say look I want to 18 million pound striker from whatever it is <laughs> but he's going to need some quality he just said quality numbers strength and depth yeah. and we'll be better and we'll get better and I absolutely agree with it yeah. and it's about see what see what in terms of it's changing the narrative and changing it very very early yes disappointed not to, to, to progress and get knocked out of the champ done move on all of a sudden yeah. now again it should be just positivity about not only um, playing in an away game against Haas but how confident you are that you can go and get the right result Change the message and you, change you, it very, you very quickly. You made a great point, Craig, to me there. When you bring in seven or eight, it doesn't happen overnight. No that takes a bit of time just to maybe try one or two different systems. Is it going to be three? Is it going to be four at the back? Is it going to be one up top? Can he play three, five, two, which which allows you to play two strikers? Is he going to play with wide men? We're going to get a top-class goalkeeper in. You know, when, when he goes and does that, so that's why I said last night that you know, we are in a bit of transition and this might take up to two years. Mm. The Celtic fans will be absolutely screaming at the television now and saying, oh, I can't believe... I they can see it. I yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. it I don't want it to be two years. Yeah, sure. I, I want it to be six months. Yep. Yeah. But Craig just made a good point. You cannot blend all that in in the space of four or five months. We, we have to stay close and the pressure is going to be on to win big games. But it might be a year before... Ange comes out and says, you know what, I've got a team and they're capable and we can go and win the league. At this moment in time, without them numbers we spoke about, Rangers are big favourites. There's no debate that Ange Postecoglou needs needs time. That's that's not on debate. The debate is the time. Yep, he's just yeah, yeah indeed. Yeah, is is the time the time yeah. that 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 he should be given? Yeah, um, and I, and I, I watched last night as well, John. Obviously, I heard mm. you say you know he needs a couple of years, and 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 Chris was more along the lines of yeah, you know, he, he, was, he yeah. probably yeah. he's probably going to get a year. Chris, Chris might Chris might be right. <laughs> no, they might but, get rid of him in a year. It's all about opinions, uh, isn't yeah. it? Everybody knows mm. it's all about opinions. Yeah. If you've got one, then offer it mm. up. Yeah, but I think he definitely he needs time. I I, I see, um, I see Ange. Uh, a two, three, five-year plan that, that that should be in order, and I believe that he'll be looking to, to have him place at Celtic. The other thing is, when he's got one-year rolling contract, maybe he should mm. Celtic have, have give him like a two-year sort of 
so he feels he, he can settle in a little mm. bit without. But, but does that matter anyway? It doesn't really. You know, the contract. On, yeah. Ultimately, you've got yeah. to win games mm. of football, mm. and right now he's 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 not under too much pressure because of the players he has. It's but, not been his team. But when the players become better, as I've alluded mm. to, then the pressure will come. And the question will be: You know him well, Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, you've worked with him. You've worked under him. Um, yeah. Can he do it? Will he do it for Celtic with the the style of play that he wants to play? Will he get the kind of players that he needs? He'll get to... he'll get massive improvement out of the out of the the players that he has. He'll it's Celtic Football Club. They'll attract mm. decent quality um, that will then come in. Uh, he'll he'll get them competitive and in a position where they're challenging. Whether or not they're good enough this year or next season to 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 go and. Uh, climb over the top of Rangers look I don't know that I think this season Rangers I think they are strong but they have to challenge strong favourites yeah. but I think you'll see improvement and I think you'll see it happen pretty quickly you watch a lot of football who should they be buying at the back people can see they need central defenders they need uh, full backs any names there's so many names good players uh, uh, can we have good players good players that's what they need players Get the football is all about players. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good uh, players do the right things. Good players make the right decisions. They make the right passes. Good football brains. It's The game is all about players. Managers just put them into a style and work with them, formations. But the game is about good players. Craig? Add, add the character, which is, character. Which is, which is massively right, needed at, at, at a club the size of Celtic. I think if they can get players with big characters... That, that will make a huge difference to the team as well. Craig's going to be back with us on Saturday. John, you'll be with us, I think, next week, hopefully. Next I know Wednesday. you're here that next Wednesday. Yep. We'll look forward to that. But, John, who's going to win this weekend? Rangers at home to Livingston? Uh, Rangers, Rangers win, win, yeah. And Hart Celtic at night time. What do you think? I think I think Celtic will go there and uh, and play. They have to. They have to respond from going out to Europe. Difficult game. Hart's newly promoted. There'll probably be as many fans in there as they're allowed to have. Hearts, Tynecastle, um, always difficult place to go, but uh, I think Celtic will nick it. No, I think we could probably keep this going for a couple of weeks. I'm checking with executive producer James, but John Hartson, who is going to win the league? Do you want a couple of weeks? I'm just looking to see what Craig says as well. I want to be fair here. I'm going to ask Barry tomorrow. Are we ready to go? We're not. Is that the time already? Can we go to the news? Not just yet. John, what would you say? But what I'm hearing from you is that he should be, and I think that was a great call last night, he needs to be given time. This isn't going to happen overnight. There no. has to be massive progress, which suggests to me you're saying Rangers will probably win the league, Celtic second. Listen, we haven't even kicked the ball yet, Paul. We haven't kicked well, the ball. I'm asking you before. What I'll tell you is it's Rangers' league to lose. Okay, I'm looking at James. Does that mean that John Hartson is going... No, listen, Rangers, Rangers no. are very strong. They'll start yeah. favourites. Yeah, I don't bet. I'm not at a bet for no, 10 good years. Man. But yeah. if you go to yeah, the bookies, sure. look at the odds. Mm. How often do the bookies get it wrong? Mm. John, that's been great stuff today. Thank it's you, obviously it's tough uh, with Celtic going out of Europe, but they're still in in Europa League. Great show tonight, Craig. Thanks so much. We'll see you Saturday. Saturday. Looking forward We're to here it. tomorrow night uh, live at five. The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five.